everybody, thank you for joining us today. I have Anthony Cass, or Pete. And um, Pete, why don't you just start off with introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a third year in the program. Um, just finishing up your third year. Yeah, I just finished up my third year. Um, currently coming off my first uh, away from the program practica. Okay. Uh, which is currently at the uh, the Hampton Roads VA Center, Medical Center. Um, I am uh, 42, going on 43 in a couple of months. Um, I'm retired military. I did 21 years. Um, and so that's kind of what really brought me to uh, psychology overall. Hmm. Um, I... I just felt um, cold, if you will. Um, you know, the short story is uh, I can actually remember in like 20, 2012, uh, my ship pulled into Boston and um, we got to do a like, uh, we call them Comrails Community Relations okay. Project. Yeah. Uh, and it happened to be a homeless veterans shelter. Oh. And um, so we went there. It's it's this pretty incredible uh, place. They do, you know, it's an organization that was started, um, and they've got like they they feed like hundreds a day. They've got accommodations. They, it's it's like a six or seven story office building that they've converted into like a homeless shelter. Um, pretty pretty awesome thing. And um, obviously, walking through that as a veteran. Or at least at this point, active duty service member. Um, just it was kind of like sadness, right? So when you see somebody like a uh, family member or something that is uh, in a bad place, you know, it, it it builds emotion. And and I really felt that day. I was like, you know, um, I, I need to do something. Like these these are my hmm. people, if you uh -huh. will. Uh -huh. Um, and so that was kind of really like my call for action, if you will, my, um, what really kind of pushed me towards psychology. I think I've always been very interested in psychology. Um, I had the luxury, I don't know if this is a thing, but in high school I actually took psychology classes. Like oh, we really? had psychology classes. Huh. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, was always fascinated by the mind and just how it works. Um, but 2012 was really like, all right, I'm gonna do this, right? So yeah. at that point I had an associates in social science. Okay. Um, and so I just took that. Um, I have lived in this area for 18 years now. Um, so it was pretty easy. Um, the school, I don't know if I can say the school yeah. or not. Yeah. All right. I know Regent, when I started my undergrad, Regent was really good at um, working with me in the context of the military. Okay. Um, obviously, um, there's a lot of flexibility <laughs> of like, I'm here today and I'm gone tomorrow, or am I we working late today, or you know, I don't know what my schedule is going to be or what I'm, I'm dealing with from day to day due to the military like lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and so for me, Regent had a very like supportive environment for that um you know then i was doing a lot of online classes uh, obviously we don't do that at the graduate level uh -huh. um 
and so that kind of you know I it took me <laughs> it took me five years to get my bachelor's mm-hmm. right but you know throughout that that's you know I finished up my my career in the military and then I um, came back to Regent sort of pseudo kind of like um, you know I, I think I remember when I started looking at grad programs they're like you know PhD versus PsyD, yeah. uh, you know, all the, I mean, you, uh-huh. yeah, masters versus counseling versus, like, social work, yeah. um, the whole spectrum of everything that falls under mental health, um, and for me, like, it was like, oh, well, which one do I go? Okay, well, region is nearby, mm-hmm. right, so uh-huh. that's easy, so what options do I have there? Uh-huh. Um, I was in the midst of retiring from the military, which there's so many bells and whistles like they're like oh have we poked you enough because we need to like stab you some more yeah um you know medical wise uh you're making sure you get all your va benefits and uh you know closing out and and like i legit had a full like work day on my last day of the like my last work day was like a full day right of course um i did have some some leave you know, I had some leave or vacation. I, I don't know. <laughs> to, I'm still trying to figure out how to talk civilian. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and so uh, I did have time off, but, like, my actual last full day was, like, full. Um, so I didn't have a lot of time to, like, fully invest in the, like, send out 15 mm. applications, applications and do this and do that for, like, grad school. And I'm like, I got one shot. I live like five minutes from Regents. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got my undergrad there. I know they're super military supportive. Huh. Um, funny enough, obviously, Regent is a Christian school. Um, so that was actually really um, one of the things that strangely drew me. I am a Christian, but like, honestly, the aspect of spirituality as a whole, not necessarily a particular religion. Uh-huh. Um, Tying that to like actually looking at how that manifests as psychology, right? Uh-huh. How does that work in, right? Because uh-huh. if we if we want to look at a whole person mentally, uh-huh. we want to look at you know what is how is their spirituality integrate with that, right? Because that's important. That for some people that's a, a very important aspect. And I I will say not every program I looked at outside of regent some that were secular based um i didn't find that as much Mm. right um yeah i think when they said the apa accreditation when they came through um they were they even said themselves we don't see this integrated into oh yeah 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 so i remember that that was pretty funny because i had the luxury of being a part of the like support team for the apa Um, on campus when they came on board, I was one of the students that they picked our brains. And we're like, are they, are they like, uh, <laughs> are you guys being taught? Yeah. No, or was it? Yeah, it was kind of like that. They're like, are you guys actually being taught psychology? Uh-huh. And we're like, yeah, this is like, this is what we know. This <laughs> yeah. is what we do. And they're like, and then there's the integration piece, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, so it was, uh, so yeah, that's kind of how I ended up as like. So when you came time to apply for either a master's or PsyD, um, being as old as you are, yeah, thanks. why would you, cho- 
Why did you choose the longer program? Um, so for me, obviously several reasons. Um, most states require a graduate program, at least currently. I know they kind of, I think the APA has talked about possibly uh, giving options for um, master's levels. I do know some states allow a master's level to get licensed. Uh-huh. Um, so for me, it was like, I knew I wanted to do clinical work. So that was part of the like, do I go PhD? Do I go PsyD? Uh-huh. Um, obviously, uh, most of the programs that I looked at for PsyD were more clinical focused versus research focused. Not that I don't want to do research, but it's not where I see myself in 10 years, yeah. right? Doing yeah. a lot of research. Um, I mean, you know, most of the PhD programs I looked at paid full scholar, you know, full full ride. So that was kind of cool. Uh-huh. Um, but and obviously, again, going back to Regent was here. Like it, there was a little bit of convenience, right? Uh-huh. And they have a PsyD program that. Well, um, but why PsyD versus Masters? So, you want to work with the veteran population? Yeah. And can you work at a VA, let's say, with a master? Okay. Yeah, Got there it. you go. Uh-huh. That's one of the uh-huh. key pieces. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I don't know how that works in like the states where you can get your master's. Uh-huh. But I will tell you, if you look at... Many uh, more open doors yeah, with society. Um, I will say, like, um, I think when I was looking at USA Jobs, because I did a... I mean, again, uh-huh. I mean, for me... And I would say this to whatever, like, focused job you want to look at mm-hmm. is, like, look at the job you want. Um, and I know when I was looking at VA positions on, uh, like, USA yeah. Jobs. Yeah, .gov, yeah. 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 All the government jobs. And they were calling for a graduate, mm-hmm. or a um, doctorate level. Uh-huh. Now, um, that was a couple of years ago, so I could be wrong, or it could yeah. have changed by now. Um, and so- since... Oops, sorry. No, I had a similar experience. So, um, so I remember before I joined the military, and my dad asked me kind of what's one of the reasons I wanted to join. And I remember feeling like we have all these Americans going over to the Middle East, and they're all fighting and they're dying like daily. And I just want to be, I want to be helping them, right? Yeah. That was like one of my first. And so um, I never did go over there. They sent me to Japan. But I remember... It was around time I could decide if I wanted to get out after my four years or stay in. Mm-hmm. And I remember having some um, NCOs, uh, staff NCOs, that I remember this sergeant that we had across the hall from me. You could hear him screaming at night sometimes from his time over okay. in the Middle East, right? And so I remember thinking, same, same like you. Like these are my, like I want to help them. And they're, they're even, they're back home. They're here. They're all around, and they're. They have PTSD. They're suffering from mental health. They're coming back. They're having a difficult time, and but I can I can still serve them without necessarily being a part of the military anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I loved being in Okinawa, and I looked at USAJobs.gov, and they had um, contracting positions on one of the biggest Air Force bases over there. And so I thought that's my route. I'll I'll leave. I'll go to grad school. Yeah. I'll get licensed and then I'll come back as a contractor. And so kind of a similar, yeah. What brought me into psychology. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say like, so I have to tell the story cause it's okay. so hilarious. Okay. Right. Yeah. And it, it's ties to the Navy cause Good. you know, yeah. I tend to be a little blue and gold. <laughs> um, so I was telling you about that, that, um, 
that nonprofit, right? Yeah. So this big NGO, right? They, uh-huh. um, and the, their like third in command or whatever hmm. was a like retired chief of the boat. So this like crusty, like I, I'm gonna use the term angry, but like in a good way, yeah, yeah. old master chief. So I was a chief at the time. Hmm. So I'm still kind of like, all right, this is like, this is really my people. But he was like their third, their like third in command. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently he like blackmailed the local VA <laughs> to get medical support. So he, he like, he's like, they built a fully functioning like medical clinic in the building, mm-hmm. right? Paid for it. This, this program paid for it. But they also had a bunch of buses and he went to the local VA and was like, hey guys, I want to talk to you, right? So I have all these vets that need help, right? Yeah. I have a lot of buses and I can have all these vets on your front door every day of the week, <laughs> all hours of the day, because I want them to take care of, I want them to be taken care of. Uh-huh. Or, wow. You can help staff my clinic, <laughs> and we can set up as a VA clinic uh-huh. and do whatever it is to make it certified and stuff. Uh-huh. And you send bodies there, and you don't have to see my buses. <laughs> and they did. Wow. And so I had a, like, proud. What a I legend. Was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, man, I would love to work in that facility. Mm. Um, but, and that's, like... Part of the like drive to come here to, to do the PsyD thing. Yeah. Um, again, the PsyD versus PhD was research versus like clinical. No. Um, and I know that's not like, um, and I feel like we get a pretty for a PsyD program, we still get a heavy load of research. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, although there seems to be a little less stress about it, you know, I've gotten to talk to others in programs that are in the, the region. Okay. Um, and it's a different, like, thought. So um, I think that's where I was. I think, did I cover all that? Yeah, I think so. You basically got us up to speed where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. And so so you just finished your third year, and you mentioned uh, your first, That's this is your first year where you're away from the campus mm-hmm. doing clinical work, and you got the honor and privilege of working at the Hampton VA. Yeah. So how was that? Um, so I would say overall I've enjoyed it. Um, okay. Coming from a military background, we can be biased about the VA, and sometimes I do get a little frustrated with the bureaucracy. Mm. Um, maybe not within my like department uh-huh. where I work, but sometimes you can see how um, it's a medical center, so you're, you're dealing with that. And I would imagine... Anywhere you go, there's some form of bureaucracy that you're going to deal with. Um, but I think when you're a vet and it's in the VA, sometimes you get that, like, it's a per- it's personal, mm. right? Uh-huh. So, there, so there are some days I get, like, grumpy in my little office and I'm mm. like, we can do better. Yeah. Um, but, and this is what I would definitely say um, to anybody in this, you know... I, I took so much from the military, so I kind of still, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure you can imagine that, but, like, I was always taught to, like, ask the questions, hmm. and, like, if you needed or wanted something, or if you saw something, have somebody tell you no. 
Um, and so what I found is even in the midst of the bureaucracy, you know, the first couple of months I was there, I really kind of dug down and like figured out the bureaucracy and kind of figure out how how the gears work there, right? Um, I did have a luxury. Um, so my supervisor for my school clinic year uh, actually worked at the VA. She's an executive up there. She's okay. a psychologist, but she's also an executive. Uh-huh. Um, so I really got to, I learned how to write notes for the VA hmm. a year before I ever stepped on it. Oh. So, um, and I, you know, yeah. cool shout out to this program. Like they knew where I wanted to be, you know, in my interview, the first, you know, my interview before I ever got here, they're like, well, what are you, you know, do you know what you want? Like, what's your pops? I want to work with vets. I don't really care where uh-huh. I'm interested in trauma. Like uh-huh. that was kind of my, uh-huh. like, this is where, this is my flag. <laughs> this is where I'm playing it. Yeah. You can't move me from this. Yeah. I will tell anybody. To, you know. <laughs> um, and so, I have continually like pushed towards that in the program, but I found like I have that mentorship. People know what I want to do. They're like have guided me. And so like the year before I had this, you know, supervisor, you know, she's already in the VA, like she works there. Mm -hmm. So I was already pre being prepped, you know, if I wanted to take that route this year. Um, And then, you know, there was like six or seven of us that interviewed um, and only three of us got chosen. Wow. Um, but even during my interview for the VA, I was like, so they're like, why are you here? I was like, I don't care where you send me. I just want to be working with veterans. Wow. Like, that's that's who I'm like. This is why I'm here. This is what I'm planning, you know. Mm-hmm. And if, if it didn't work, I was going to do it again, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to keep asking until you tell me no. <laughs> yeah. Right? And if you give me another option, I'm going to ask again. Um, and so I, I got in there. Uh, unfortunately, you know, everybody's noticed we had COVID, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So um, mm, they were trying like to that. figure that out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you dealt with that this year too. Uh, yeah. Um, and so we, I didn't get clients right away. And so I took that time to like figure out how the VA worked as much as I could from like yeah. the student, like, um, you know, figured out how to work the systems as far as like the computers and like put in all the data points and stuff. Um, and then just kind of figured out like, Oh, Hey, look, this is how I can advocate for my Mm -hmm. clients. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have used that, right. Because, you know, it's figuring out the systems, wherever you're at, wherever you go, whatever you want to work with, it's like, how does this system work? And how do I, best contribute to the system to ultimately get my clients the support they need. And yeah. for the vets, for the VA, like I, some of that is not necessarily mental health, but you know, physical health, mm. social support, being able to pay bills, being homeless, like those are all significant factors that feed into mental health. Mm. So um part of that is like oh i now know who the social worker is oh i know who the homeless coordinator is Mm. oh i know who our you know unfortunately suicide coordinator like the people suicide prevention coordinators are yeah um and and you know sharing that with your fellow students within that realm right so you know you make the group networking 
Um, and when they ask, you know, I've got a vet in need. Oh, I've got a vet that's suicidal. I need gun locks, right? So right. how do we coordinate that? Um, and I think that's kind of one of the bigger things, right? Um, you know, I was able to get all my hours I needed. And, you know, I got a lot of intervention hours. I, I had initially had coordinated pre-COVID. Um, a couple of assessments, so I didn't get to do any assessments, possible art art therapy training. Oh, cool. Um, but those were like, those things had to unfortunately get put on the back burner because accessibility and stuff. Um, but I was gonna make the best of the situation, even if I was not, uh, if I didn't get all the intervention hours I needed because of COVID. How many hours did you need? Uh, well, about 150, okay. like I was trying to shoot for. I ended up with like 170. So, okay. um, I mean, I was well over my other hours overall, but like, um, and so that was kind of my goal was like, well, if I'm here and even if I'm not seeing clients, how do I, what do I best use of my time? Right. Mm -hmm. I know I want to work within the, at least with vets, mm -hmm. obviously the VA is the largest provider, service provider to vets, so it's kind of a happy fit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my supervisor from last year, she's pretty much become my mentor. I go and pick her brain anytime I have a, a minor, mm. like, hey, what about this, what about this? Uh, how do I do this? Um, my supervisor for this year was really great. Um, I don't think I said it, um, but I had the luxury of actually working in the trauma clinic Oh, okay. Um, which again, you've gotten all the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, although there's a there's a slight. Well, except for COVID. Yeah, with exception to COVID. <laughs> but you know, and that's kind of like. There's a slight. What, what were you gonna say? Oh, so there's a slight funny like. So I, I got a little bit of a head fake, right? So I came into the program, right, and just trauma, 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 trauma. I, that's like the only word I knew how to uh -huh, say uh -huh. between vets and trauma. Like, <laughs> that's all I said. Um, and I. I started to, so I will probably talk a little bit about classes, but I, I, I did the uh, group therapy class a uh -huh. year early uh -huh. um, and was like, I, I, part of that is doing a, uh, doing group therapy, right? Mm -hmm. And so we did it in the clinic and I happened to fall in the chronic pain and illness um, group, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, it's it's interesting. Like, this is fascinating. Um, you know, due to you know some family members that have dealt with chronic pain, so it kind of helps me uh, understand that kind of experience, right? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. And then other things about like uh, health site kept popping up, and like I, you know, I started working for the health site professor <laughs> as his TA, uh -huh. research and uh, research you know, assistant. Uh -huh. And so I started having to go to the health psych research team and I didn't have as much time for trauma. So uh -huh. I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm going to a hospital. And I, and I was like, all right, well, I, I'm going to interview for the VA. Right. Uh -huh. And I, you know, I, by that point I'm kind of almost embedded in chronic pain and trauma. I'm like, this can go easy either way or primary care. Uh -huh. And I'm like, these are like different routes, like yeah. significantly different, like mentalities of, uh, slightly well chronic pain and trauma can go hand in hand but I'm like primary care is like short quick like uh, 
trauma is like, hey, we're just hanging out forever. Mm-hmm. Not ever, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. long therapy, right? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so I have, I, I was, I was a part of the trauma research team. Like day one, our trauma research professor, or the one that does the research team, I was like, I would, I'm going to be your first person in there, <laughs> and I was. And then promptly, because of just time management and everything, I had to, because I worked for the health site professor, uh-huh. had to do that. And now he's also my dissertation chair, so mm-hmm. I have to be going to that uh, research team. And I'm like, so I go into the VA. I'm thinking, like, all right, I don't know where I'm going. Maybe it's just be- you know behavioral health, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, they're like, well, what areas would you like? And I'm like, uh, I like you know primary care, tr- chronic pain, like and trauma and I'm like I saw the list of the the like specialties and you know they sent some people to just behavioral health Mm -hmm. um and they had a primary care Uh chronic pain Uh and they had a trauma (laughs) and I'm like I'm gonna end up in the the," because I'm just thinking like I came in just saying this is this is you know my interest this is my interest Uh and I'm like and I've done a like switch Uh And uh, I'm like, and then I got the email, and they're like, you're going to go to trauma. And I was like, oh, okay, like, right? This is where we're going yeah. now. Like, this is how this is going. Yeah. Um, and, and that, so I was not expecting that, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but it's been really great. I've super enjoyed it. I, I would say one of the big checks in the block, and I know this sounds really weird, um, that I wanted to do... I wanted to see if I could even deal with trauma. Mm. Like, cause uh-huh. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's, I mean, like the stuff I've heard this year, yeah. I mean, I could, I could definitely, it would, um, it can be heart wrenching. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some of the stories I've already heard and, and kind of like, and I was able to like hear it, process it, do my own like internalizing, or mm-hmm. I don't want to say internalizing, but like, you know, work with my supervisors, um, you know, so you know, I go home, yeah. and it stays back in Hampton. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, and I that think can that be very was, difficult to do. Yeah, I <laughs> was gonna say that was kind of my challenge. I was yeah. like, well, you know, this is gonna be the year. Like, if I'm working in trauma. Uh-huh. Um, well, let me ask you. So I was, you know, maybe whereas ten years ago you may have had, I have no idea. I'm just so the way that it seems to me is 10 years ago you would have had a whole lot more PTSD type cases people coming back getting out um what is most of the trauma that you saw pop up now well you know obviously the VA is catering to like all of our veterans Uh right so I had um so I dealt with some OIF um Operation oh, Iraqi Freedom. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, uh, you know, OEF, OIF yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so a little, some older vets maybe. Well, those are still younger vets. I mean, so I had, I've had vets. Let's see, I, my range at this point. So I've gone from probably guys in their early twenties, mm-hmm. all the way to like a guy in his like seventies. So we okay. legit like. We're talking about like Vietnam era and stuff like that. So yeah. I was just, I guess I was thinking older than myself, but you're also like a decade older than I am. But, um, cause yeah, most people, many people commonly point out in this program, 
most I was thinking, you know, most people who served in OIF and OEF, if they got out and now they're veterans, they either did four to eight years and got out, or that was one of their last tours, maybe. So, I guess, yeah, I guess any age range between OIF and OEF would be like between 30 and 45. Technically, well, I guess we. We just got out of Afghanistan this this few days ago. So that's still technically considered like OIF, OEF. Yeah. I just wouldn't imagine. They they have a different name, but. Uh I just wouldn't imagine that out of the small population that that were still there, Mm. that maybe you would see a whole lot here in Virginia. Um, So, but you got to remember we have the the Navy, right? So not all trauma is combat trauma, Uh right? Uh Especially when you think of like, we had the two major accidents last year in the Pacific with the two ships mm. or a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and so... So like, a lot of training accidents and stuff too. Well, yeah, that can be just as, yeah. as detrimental. Yeah. Um, and just, I think that's one of the things that people who've never been in or around the military mm-hmm. is like... Going to war is going to war uh-huh. and there, it has its own like complications, right? The yeah. moral and ethical stuff. Um, guilt and shame if you were a survivor mm-hmm. um, you know but you also look at stuff that's non-combat like our training is is, is dangerous yeah just going to to work yeah. it can be incredibly dangerous because you know we we're training with sometimes live weapons uh-huh. live ornets uh-huh. uh, ships at sea jets crash yeah. uh, I had a client that he witnessed there was i think five to seven guys on his ship and in the boiler room Mm -hmm. something happened and the the boiler room malfunction and five to seven of them died in the boiler room like yeah stuff like that right so i would say like some of my early stuff some of my early ones were actually like at sea type Mm -hmm. accidents right Mm -hmm. so um had a guy that he he was on an aircraft carrier and um you know the accident like a cable parted Mm. and one of his like sailors basically got cut in half Mm. right so that was probably my first (laughs) and i was like all right cool let's do it um and i know that's but like okay let's let's how does it how do we work with this Uh um and so that's kind of the like okay the 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 spectrum, right? Uh-huh. I have I've dealt with uh, individuals going through combat trauma, mm-hmm. but also like things that weren't necessarily combat could have been training. Just you know, people lost at sea. Did you do much sexual trauma? I actually have only worked with one client with sexual trauma. Okay. Um, they actually have a specialty clinic for that, a okay. different specialty clinic that kind of focuses more on that. Uh-huh. Um, so I most of what I dealt with is military-based trauma. Okay. Um, and the only reason I worked with uh, the particular client and their sexual trauma was because uh, they hadn't told anybody about it. Mm. So... Mm. Okay. Man. So, um, how many... And you did most of that telehealth too, right? With COVID, even trauma? trauma? I did all telehealth. All telehealth. Yeah. And was it manualized treatments or for the most part? Yeah, so most of what I did there was manualized treatment. Um, I did kind of like 
so you kind of had to follow the structure with some of the stuff but um, we also did a lot of like coping skill development okay. um, I did a couple of groups that were like coping skills building okay and that was kind of like free flow but I always like to try to incorporate like that processing aspect mm. um, you know we did a lot of CPT um, I never got to do full-blown prolonged exposure because that's kind of a thing you have to be really trained for uh-huh. um, but like I did work on a um, exposure hierarchy with a client we kind of use that as like a template um, can you can you talk a little bit about the exposure hierarchy yeah so um, basically the exposure hierarchy and it's not just for trauma it can be used for like anxiety and some other stuff is um, you're basically having the client kind of develop their own hierarchy tree you know and we use zero to ten but it's basically a low hierarchy to a hierarchy um, and you know doing an experience or thinking about a situation and how how difficult or how much stress distress I think is probably mm-hmm. the best way to explain uh-huh. it um, causes them right okay. so I will say one of the guys that I worked with like his hierarchy like one of the, his his zero was like I'm home and like mm-hmm. I can see all the windows and uh-huh. um, you know that those uh, PTSD symptoms right mm-hmm. I hypervigilance stuff like yeah. this yeah. and he um, and so, like, his 10 was, like, sit in a very crowded room for, like, 38 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. where I don't know people mm-hmm. and things going on. And uh-huh. that, you know, I will say, funny enough, uh-huh. we kind of work through, right? You know, hey, and, and kind of, like, you're doing a lot of, like, coaching as far as, like, hey, you know, recommendation, like, I need you to go out and, mm-hmm. like, you know, we need to kind of push this but don't push it too hard kind of like a challenge for the week or something yeah like this is the challenge for the week um i know for pe like it's it's a little bit more like a prolonged exposure like they it's a little bit more like this is you do this you do that um from what i've kind of looked over and read um but for like him he was kind of a success story you know we kind of talked through he was actually able to go and sit in his like son's graduation wow good and like that's a big auditorium uh, you know he he did have some like distress during that period of time but uh, like he was actually able to sit through and it was like an hour and a half which was like three times as long as we were able to kind of talk through i heard i might get this wrong but i heard it's it's um it's not that they necessarily um become less distressed or less anxious they just get braver something like that i might i might have that wrong but um I, i'm yeah but that's I'll, really i guess cool. I'll, I'll agree with that <laughs> that's really neat though that's that's when it when you get to see at the end when the and then they've yeah they've come such a long way yeah i will say like so i know everybody's got like their theories they follow and uh-huh. i know here they're very heavy on the like cognitive behavioral stuff and i, yeah. I know that's pretty Typical. I would say, like, so for me, I'm definitely, like, maybe I'm a closet humanist, right? <laughs> okay. So, like, yeah. I'm always, like, how do we make the meaning of this? Mm. Like, so, especially with exposure hierarchy, like, that mm. was kind of, like, the idea. Like, what is your 10 and why do we want to do it, mm. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, just saying I want to go work out isn't always <laughs> the most 
Yeah. Like, okay, but I, I also want to eat a chocolate cake. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. if I want to work out because I want to go and run the Boston Marathon mm-hmm. or I want to be able to yeah. uh, totally crash, but my uh-huh. buddy works out because when he's 70 years old, he wants to be able to lift himself off the toilet. <laughs> right? So, But there's meaning in that. You have right? to have a why. Right? You have to have a why. Yeah. Um, and that's been one of the things I think I have kind of done well, I, I think, most of the time with most of my clients okay. is the why. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I've or at least I've gotten better. I would right. say that's one of the things I've gotten better with this year. And mm. I, um, that's good. Me and, um, me and Erica were talking about EFT. Okay. And if you're, she was saying how if you're going to use something like emotion-focused therapy, especially maybe with a male client who is maybe somewhat averse to talking about their emotions, a lot of times I think, at least from our own personal experience, even with whatever it was, whatever type of therapy we were doing, we basically told the client, okay, this is um, what I think is the best fit for you mm-hmm. and it's either we're going to talk we're going to get into your emotions and we're going to talk about them or we're going to talk about your the way your your thought patterns affect your your emotional state and then your behaviors but we have never maybe like taken the first one or two sessions and just talking about this is why and this is like and asking them from their point of view why do you think how do you think that this would be helpful for you and then explaining, kind of giving some psychoeducation behind the theory instead yeah. of just instead of just jumping right into it. Set up time because then they'll be so much more invested into mm-hmm. the, okay, I'm, instead of saying, okay, I show up to therapy, we do some worksheets on my thoughts or we do some worksheets on how I felt the other day and I leave, it, you know, I might have felt a little bit better. But, but if they show up and they know that, okay, this is why we're working yeah. on this specific area, because I had a, you know, you have, you have, I had a, a male client who was basically, what, you know, what, what's going to be beneficial about us talking about my emotions, and it's well, it makes sense, yeah, right, because yeah. that's that's situational norm for most most males, yeah, like. and it, and if you <laughs> are so driven by, um, slipping like progress for one, yeah. you're driven by, uh, you know, you just want to fix everything, right? And so you see the landscape and you see, okay, I'm not, I'm not getting out of bed on time. I'm not making it to work on time. I'm mm-hmm. not doing this. So what can I do to start uh, a better pattern? And so that's what you want to tackle. You don't want to spend all this time talking about. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and I would also say, like, I had similar experiences. Uh-huh. Um, so one of the, the therapies that I got to do was uh-huh. a, a cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia right okay. so obviously trauma yeah you get that insomnia aspect uh-huh. um and so in the process i had you know you you have your client or in this case we your veteran uh-huh. right because yeah. that's how we okay we call them okay um and you you basically say like you know i need you to wake up at this time mm. <laughs> like <laughs> and they're like but i'm I'm not sleeping. You're telling me to wake up at, huh. or go to bed later. Uh, uh-huh. Like uh-huh. I'm actually not sleeping. And so part of that is mm-hmm. actually doing the psychoed, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you're trying to condense the wake up and in, 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 uh, go to bedtime because it's better to get that like solid mm. 
sleeping Mm -hmm. versus a broken like longer period of time Mm. but you know you add meaning to that right so part of it is like all right so what do you what do you like to do like or i mean for me it's coffee right so i'm always i always got to throw in that coffee piece but i'm like you know it's okay to to get up and have that cup of coffee or take a shower and Mm. like you don't have to be fully awake but like to start the body moving um and you know you know do you like sunrises or like what do you um i may have recommended uh silly youtube videos <laughs> okay. uh, i don't i don't know if you've ever heard of ozzy man no uh he's this crazy australian that kind of picks on other people's videos <laughs> um, i was like you should watch that and um, is he the one that narrates them yes not really narrates but, yes, okay, yes yeah 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 he's funny yeah yeah but. And so I was like, well, you know, because oh, this guy was hilarious, too. He's uh-huh. like, he's like, I'm so upset. Like, now that Trump's out of office, he's like, man, that man had the funniest tweets. Like, he's like, I would wake up just to read the tweets. Like, I don't care about uh-huh. the politics. Yeah. I'm just like, that man is just nothing but trash talk. Like, he's like, um, and so I think for me, mm. again, I, I do come from... I've been, it's been called a style, but like, you know, how do I make meaning Mm. into this interaction, right? Uh uh How do we, and then the other piece was like, all right, let's acknowledge the fact that we're, especially when you're talking about trauma, Uh in some cases, like, let's acknowledge the fact that we might be taking something that's been a part of your identity for many, many years, right? Um, Or even if you're talking about chronic pain, like, we may be working at removing something that was a part of your identity. So mm. how do we fill that, right? Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like that's been kind of my experience. And I feel like that's something that I got to develop a lot more this year. Mm. Not that we didn't do it last year, but like last year I'm like still trying to figure out how to even be a clinician, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and this year you're kind of thrown into the deep end because you're like, I can't look back and go like, there's not all these professors, right? You have your supervisor. Um, and I know like, you know, talking to my classmates, every supervisor is different Uh and and every organization that they've worked in, like my experiences are slightly different than others in my cohort because Uh of where they were and what type of, you know, focus that was on. Um, I feel like I had a very great relationship with my supervisor this year I had a very great relationship with my supervisor last year um, you know my supervisor this year was but like different personalities right yeah. so my supervisor last year she was former army officer oh, so okay. like we nice. we got along swimmingly but yeah. it was also like I don't need all the like extra like I'm like look <laughs> You're not going to insult me. Uh-huh. I, I've done 21 years in the, the military. Like, I've been yelled at by better. <laughs> like, you can't yell at me. Yeah. So, like, but tell me where I did wrong. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think one of the, I was talking to somebody recently. The funny thing is, I'm going to go off a little off the range. But, okay. like, and maybe you've had this experience. You can probably identify, like, I think there's an internal critique. Like anybody who spent five minutes in the military, like we are our harshest critics. <laughs> we will smile and nod at everybody, but uh-huh. like 
So, like, any little nuance, I'm like, all right, how do I fi-? Not in a, like, oh, I'm a terrible person, but, like, uh-huh. how do I fix this? How do I get better? How do uh-huh. I do this? Like, this isn't perfect. Yeah. Um, and I, I think part of it I had to, like, acknowledge that nothing's... The good thing about my job is I learned my previous job was 80% is all we need. Mm. Like, do it at 80%, but, like, do it now at 80%. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I've heard some people talk about how their interactions with their supervisor like sweating it and like um, I know for me the funniest one of the funniest experiences last year with the supervisor from last year and she's like looking through stuff like she's checking my notes all right like, you can do this better and you can do that better and we can say this better and this is the, you know the, the term succinct uh-huh. you know one of those uh-huh. catchphrases that you learn uh-huh. in grad school and I'm like so like in my head I'm like all right so like did I do good so like what with it um and she's like oh your nose fine like or or what was developmentally developmentally appropriate, appropriate. which apparently everybody hates I don't know I'm like okay cool <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be like I yeah. can grow yeah but I'm like this is where I'm supposed all right cool this yeah. is the plateau but she said something like yeah, this note is perfectly fine. Okay. I'm just being critiquey. And I was like, that's the greatest compliment you could ever give me. <laughs> because that's how we think in the military. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, oh, it's 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 in the 80%? Uh-huh. And it just could be better? Okay, cool. <laughs> right? We're, yeah. we're where we need to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but the cool thing was, like, I worked with her all last year. Mm. I walked in and knew how to write notes, like, the first week. Like my supervisor's like, wow, these are some of the best notes I've seen. I was like, yeah, I've been working for a VA rep for the last year. Um, so, yeah, I think that's been kind of my experience from the Practica site. So you would say that um, up until now, or maybe just this past year, the main takeaway for you as a clinician is working from maybe like a meaning-based approach. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read... Um, Victor Frankel's Man's Search for Meaning. I love Victor Frankel. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Such a good book. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, okay. So outside of outside of the practical experience, yeah, you, yeah. you also had coursework, <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned being you're a GA, right? A graduate yes. assistant. So you're helping. So can you kind of talk about what that life is like? Um. So obviously the coursework. Um, what class? First, what do you remember? Oh gosh! Yeah, first semester, third year. First semester, third year. It's kind of a block. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, still going through COVID. By the way. <laughs> um, so obviously there were four. Uh, we did our case presentations, so that's just it is what it is. Okay. I will say, totally silly, off the wall. Okay. But my whole year's presentation, especially since I was in the VA, uh-huh. you know, we always put pseudonyms on uh-huh. Our, uh-huh. our cases. Yeah. Um, was G.I. Joe. Nice. And my first one, obviously, because Navy had to be shipwreck. It was, it was at, I was like, all right, cool, I got a Navy guy. Yeah. He's shipwrecked. Nice. Yeah, that's, my, that's the very basis of why I chose my first case to present on. Because hmm. he was Navy and I, I called love him it. shipwreck. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Uh, social psych, which is actually pretty interesting. I, I have, I've always kind of been fascinated. Uh-huh. Um, I sometimes get confused because in my undergrad, I took a social psych course. Yeah. And 
it was nothing like the social psych course I took. Like, apparently there's, like, sociology social psych, and then there's psychology social psych. Interesting. We, you'll, you'll learn that soon enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that was that. Uh, my elective was... Uh, actually, I took the... Um, it's always so hard to remember. Private practice. practice. It was the well. It was the private practice. They have one. a private practice elective. We had one. I don't know if they're going to be one in the future. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, and then I think developmental psych was the other one. It sounds about right because oh. that's the second part of the child psych. Uh-huh. Um, so those were interesting. Uh, I. I like the private practice one just because it was the better alternative. <laughs> it was more of the like, mm. um, I, I, actually, that's not true. The reason why I chose the private practice one, because it was more of like leadership slash private practice mm. okay. uh, or organizational like management uh-huh. in like psychology. Business. Yeah, that's uh-huh. actually what I think they called it. Business okay. psych. psych business for psychology or psychology yeah yeah okay. um but it was it was much more focused on private practice mm-hmm. um the reason why i like that or the reason why i chose that over i think neuropsych was the other alternative mm-hmm. um is i would actually again going back to um being a veteran and in providing services to veterans um and the bureaucracy and all that stuff uh-huh. I, I want leadership. Yeah, like I, I want to be in charge at some point. I don't know what that looks like and where, mm-hmm. um, at what tier, uh-huh. I guess. Uh-huh. But uh, again, going back to my mentor, she, mentor from last year, she's in the executive role over there. She's in an executive role over there, a leadership position. Okay. Um, you know, we've talked about that. You know, because at the end of the day, if you want, the advocacy is good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I use that to my best ability on, on, on where I was at, right? Uh-huh. So a student. Um, but, like, you want to be in the, the rooms that are making the decisions. And Does she still see clients? She does now. She actually wasn't for a while, and now oh. she is seeing okay. clients again. So you could theoretically do both. That's kind of, that would be my happy place. Okay. That's, yeah. when I think of five years down the road, uh-huh. six years, ten years, whatever, uh-huh. that's my happy place, right? Okay. okay. Not maybe seeing... And funny enough, she's actually doing some stuff with like a combined integrated and a different term that we used here, but like uh, chronic pain and PTSD protocol. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Five years, 10 years. Uh I'm telling you, man. Uh It's what I'm shooting for. Yeah. My meaning. Mm -hmm. See how I did that? Uh huh. Good. Um, And so, like, um, that was first semester. Uh-huh. Second semester was kind of that professional development where you're kind of trying to get your dissertation okay. uh, proposed for, which uh-huh. I had a little bit of a stumble. I, I, I think we talked about it. I'm now on the six-year program, oh, so I, I took did. an extra year. Yeah. I don't know if that breaks up your... No, that's okay. <laughs> you're good. Um, <laughs> a lot of things happen. Uh-huh. Um, so going back to like my flag, like this is where I'm planting myself and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I'm doing research with the VA oh. uh, as my dissertation. Cool. And unfortunately, we had some, you know, some hurdles with COVID. And like, even the guy that I was supposed to 
like my rep at the VA uh-huh. actually passed away, not from COVID, but mm-hmm. like, so like for, there was about a, a month and a half, I'm like writing people and I'm like, hey, <laughs> is, this what, still- what is, this, is this thing still going? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I got an email back from some of the other like professors or uh, doctors that I'm working with out there and they're like, yeah, so uh, Mr. So-and-so passed away. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's going to be... Um, so that was a that was actually a hurdle, and and honestly, but it was a good. I, I I'll be honest with you, it was it was very good. I've got some personal things going on that mm. kind of stumbling over myself, like, uh-huh. um, and it was like I was just like I've got all this stuff, it's all piling up. Right. I think I could get it work. Like I could I could push through, right? We're uh-huh. a five year program. I could, we're military. We can <laughs> we can get four hours of sleep for the next year right. and a half. And I'm like, but like, to, for, yeah, for what? Yeah, yeah. Um, it also so going into the classes, right? So we had affect and cognition, okay. which talks about motivation, and I'm like, oh, this is reward and all uh-huh. that stuff. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, these, this is a cool class. Uh-huh. Health psych. Yeah. Obviously, I'm big on health psych. Yeah. Uh, I worked for the professor. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, our, our, another practical class. You know, case class. Um, our professional development thing, and I, I think we had oh, what electives did I take last semester? Oh, psychopharmacology. Oh, okay. Right? So, I heard um, that's a tough one. It's a it's tough because it's six o'clock at night after my clinic day. <laughs> it's tough staying away. Oh. Oh. Um, no, it, it's tough, but it's it's re- it was really fascinating. Mm. Like I, I I'm definitely I went in kind of like kind of curious like I've probably been one of those guys that have been like I'm much more on the therapy side of things uh-huh. after leaving that I think I feel like I'm mm-hmm. more comfortable like obviously not prescribing because yeah. there's a lot to that yeah. but like feeling comfortable I, I, like even reading the, oh, what is this what does this mean what is, uh-huh. what is, uh-huh. yeah you know yeah yeah and so yeah, us as a PsyD psychologist, we're not able to prescribe, but... Well, what, what? you can get licensed you can as a prescribing get, in certain uh-huh. states and or organizations. Mm-hmm. So you got to go to extra training, extra schooling for it. Yeah. Um, but this class... Class, he said, two or three extra years. Three so years. you're pretty much... You're basically covering the medical piece that you don't get in psychology. Uh-huh. And the, the psychopharmacology class, basically, you just learn all the different... So that way, when people come to you and they say, this is what I'm taking, you kind of at least... just It's more for your own mm-hmm. knowledge. and Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll be honest. This sounds really weird, uh-huh. but I feel like it... This might be overstepping my bounds here, but I almost feel like it should have been a required course okay. versus, like, an elective. Uh-huh. And I just because... Like I feel much more comfortable looking at and like I'm not again I'm not trying to prescribe but I'm like yeah. oh that's what's that's that's hmm. also that's what's interfering you know hmm. oh he can't my my uh-huh. veteran can't sleep okay this is why uh-huh. or this might be causing like I feel a little bit more savvy about that now okay. it's still learning like yeah, you're yeah. not gonna pick it all up in yeah. a um, one semester class uh-huh. um, but yeah so that was one thing I did decide when I 
you know, everything was kind of coming to head. I was like, I think I'm going to just take another year. Uh, I would definitely say anybody listening to this who is currently going through whatever program they're going through, like, it is okay to take that extra year. Mm. Like, I had a I had a lot of personal stuff going on. Mm. Um, I still going through it, but I feel like you know that extra year gives me a little bit of a buffer. Yeah. Um, I would also say, like, at the time, you know, these every class in spring were classes I was looking forward to. Mm. I was going to class, and I was like, why am I like I'm like looking at my clock, like my watch or my phone, and like. By my hair, like yeah. I'm not even enjoying. Like, I love health psych, and I was like, like, why my hair? Uh-huh. Like, what are you? Um, I did really poorly on our midterm. Probably a little bit of column A of like, just I was like, I didn't, I barely even wanted to be on school mm-hmm. grounds. Uh, and you know me, I tend to be a very like yeah, always upbeat, always you know? upbeat. Uh-huh. I wasn't upbeat. Uh, affect and cognition, I, I always very fascinated by that stuff it's a very science based course heavy research and um i was like man i am not psycho farm like the teacher is a like navy captain so he's like super excited too Uh i was like not enjoying any of it and i'm like i can't be doing this for another two years i need some some breathing space yeah, I will um, second that because I actually, I'm on the six-year program too. Okay. And when I first brought it up, I thought I was going to get some kind of some slack for it, you know. And my faculty advisor, she was like, no, I think that's great. I would, I recommend it for you. And I was looking at the, basically, from my understanding, the only negative, the only con is that it's an extra year that I'll be in school that I'm not out working, making yeah. money. But it's an extra year that I'll, I'll have so I'll have more more clinical hours than mm-hmm. a lot of my peers and I'll have um, my main thing I'm not a super type A I'm not a super go get them personality and so I just want to I, I just want to enjoy school I want to enjoy my classes That's- I don't want to feel rushed I don't want to feel super tired the whole time I want to do reading in my off time and and so yeah that's that's, That's kind of my decision. Yeah, yeah. That enjoyment factor was a was strangely a big indicator. I mm. was like, it's time to just call it and switch. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, this is going to sound really off, but again, going back to that, everything goes back to that initial like mission goal, right? Uh-huh. I want to help veterans, mm. right? Mm. Um, and so. I can do my dissertation, right? Mm-hmm. And that's great, uh-huh. right? And I'm doing it with the VA. But that doesn't... I want to publish, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not, like, I don't... That may be the only thing I ever publish in my life. Yeah. Um, but I want to publish because I want that research to go back and, and feed decision-making on mm-hmm. how we care for our vets, mm-hmm. right? That's important to me. I'm not here to get... I don't, I don't really care if... Anybody ever calls me doctor? Although at this point, most of my vets call me, even though I'm like, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> like, not a doctor. Um, not there yet. Uh, I think even some of the doctors call me doctor. And I'm like, <laughs> like I've said it a couple of times. I'm just, you know what? It's, it's what not. is uh, what's your research topic on? So I'm actually looking at problem solving therapy uh, in okay. the group format and and whether or not. Um, 
it, veterans, the impact of depression with veterans with comorbid anxiety mm. that are going to a problem-solving therapy group. Hmm. So, and we've been able to link up with the local VA um, and I'll actually be doing most of my research on primary care, people okay. in primary care. Uh-huh. So, cool. Continuing to learning yeah. how the VA as an organization works <laughs> from the medical side. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, and what? And this upcoming year? Yes. Do you already know your where you're going after the VA? I do. Where Where are you going? So. Uh, in lieu of my lack of assessment hours, I'm actually going to okay. an ass- a full blown like assessment okay. uh, clinic. Uh-huh. So, but I'm apparently they work with veterans a lot, so I'm I'm kind of excited about that too. Okay. Uh, there might be some neuropsych testing, and I'm I'm trying to. It's a little bit student based. Uh, I'm trying to see if the local uh, Navy hospital because they typically took us as students, but obviously with COVID and everything, they, they haven't uh-huh. been able to take students this year. Uh-huh. Um, I've been negotiating with, um, actually, who was our psychopharmacology um, okay. teacher. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to see if he can get people, some of the students there, um, again, trying to keep within that. But I'm, if it comes up again next year, I, I mean, if they don't open until next year, then I'll probably try to do it again. Mm. Uh, I'm also... Uh, going back to the chronic pain group here as a facilitator uh-huh. so I'm gonna get to, to go back to the chronic pain group okay um, you know kind of diversifying my portfolio yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Busy. then if I don't get picked up at like the hospital then what I'll probably try to do the the Navy hospital what I'll probably try to do is I know I think like late fall they start looking at other intervent uh, second sites so uh-huh. um, I don't want to not. I don't want to forget how to do <laughs> intervention in the like year yeah. over the next year. Or so yeah. um, I'd like to have at least a, a nice little set of hours. Do you think that with uh, with the VA being so therapy laden that you've do you feel that way about assessment right now? Do you feel like you've forgotten? Oh yeah. Okay. It'll be fun. <laughs> I'm gonna probably have to spend the first week, but it sounds like they're like. They have so many different therapy or uh, so many different assessments there uh-huh. that I feel like I would be learning stuff anyway. Okay. Um, apparently, we might learn some neuropsych stuff. Cool. Um, so I'm. Well, in oh, wow. oh, what is it? You know, we learned the MMPI uh-huh. two, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And the MMPI three is out. Like yeah. I've never been trained on that. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, and I I never did the like projective testing, so okay. I may or may not learn that. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished with the my elective this past. Yeah. I did the ink blot, the Rorschach test, the form, performance based. That was really fun. Oh, so I I took well, I don't want to call it the easy, but uh-huh. I took the short oh, mainly because okay. it was Doctor Yarhouse. Yeah, I want to get in contact with him. I want to try and I want to see if he'll. Oh us. man, I yeah. bet you he would. Um, real quick, I had uh, one more. Oh, any any advice that if someone is listening to this and they're thinking about going into a doctoral program, mm-hmm. so I would say to touch on kind of us both going into a six year track 
and it seeming a positive thing for both of us, mm-hmm. I would say that one of the things I would I, I would say don't you know you don't you're not um, you're not hold into the normal five-year path you can kind of carve your own way mm-hmm. make your own path and um to me just personally i would say try to try to actually enjoy your time and apply yourself and you're going to be able to apply yourself and you're going to do much better learning if you're not so tired all the time and but what would you say for it any type of advice for someone uh i mean i think I mean, I tend to advise a lot, so um, <laughs> it's the uh, other people want to problem not, solving. I think. Yeah, 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 it's the problem solving. Yeah. Um, I think some of it is like give yourself some like I don't want to use the term grace, but like uh-huh. consider what you're doing and like this is like grown people stuff right it's mm. it's hard it's hard work uh-huh. acknowledge that it's hard uh-huh. and acknowledge that it's hard but like even if you're falling slightly short like you're still doing the work mm. right 100 mm-hmm. percent doesn't always have to be the goal like mm-hmm. consider what your goal is long term have a like have a five-year plan. Have have. Why are you doing this? Why are you, yeah. you know, getting punched in the face academically or clinically yeah. every week? Yeah. Like, because I mean, you could probably attest to that. Like, it's yeah. it's a punch. Some days it's like ah. I don't know how many times I why? thought I should just drop out or I should just go get my master's or yeah yeah. And you really do. It does come back to knowing your why. Yeah, the why has kind of been my strongest. You know, and I've had the luxury of working at the VA this year. Uh-huh. Um, I had the luxury of working within trauma at the VA. But, like, uh-huh. even on my bad VA days, like, I drive home pretty pretty happy because mm. I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do from day one. Yeah. I remember, speaking of earlier when you said, you know me, I'm a pretty, you know, positive. I remember when you told me, the first time you were telling me how you drive when you go through the tunnel the hampton is it the hampton tunnel? Yeah, yeah, yeah you go through the tunnel and you're just smiling because you're almost to, to work and i was i was telling erica i was like that's that's who we need in programs like this or that's who we need helping veterans mm-hmm. uh, you need people who are excited about what they do and and leave work at the end of the day smiling yeah. because they they know that they've made a difference and they're doing exactly what they got out of the military knowing that they wanted to do oh yeah and so, I hope. And, and I would say that with whatever, right? Yeah, so for me, yeah. it's always been the vets. Uh-huh. But like, I know people who want to work community care for, with homeless individuals uh-huh. or like, you know, sexual trauma. Yeah. Which, that you got to know your why, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a different level mm-hmm. of experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Combat trauma has its, or you know, in in general trauma. Mm-hmm. But like sexual, I mean, you got to know your why because yeah. those are you're gonna hear dark stories. You're yeah. gonna have, um, you know, and and those are obviously for me it's trauma. But like I know some people want to work within like the prison system, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you've got to know why you want to be there because you're gonna burn out even as a student. 
Um, and I would say the other thing is like take care of yourself. Yeah, maybe taking a loan here, an extra student loan, or how that looks. Know your hobbies. Know what's what's going to give you your and and have you know a small a circle of friends, whatever that looks, social circle. Mm-hmm. Even if you're an introvert, you know if it's just one person on the planet that you're like, that's my cir- that's my person, that's yeah. my social yeah. circle, and and be comfortable about being honest. And I guess. The token always go to therapy. Yeah. I mean, I guess we should, as therapists, we should always advocate. We should for always therapy. advocate for therapy. Yep. Yep. All right, Pete. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, us today. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure and an honor. And I wish you the best of luck at your assessment site. And we'll see you around. Awesome. All right. Thanks, buddy.